You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 327. In today's episode, we're going to talk about successful strategies for rocking it on stage. So stay tuned. I'm James Wedmore, and after building a multiple seven-figure internet business around my content expertise, I became obsessed about transforming the struggling course creator, coach, and author into the inner-driven digital CEO. In this segment, we'll explore specific actionable strategies that you can deploy today to get you paid. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast, Biz Tip Friday edition. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another hashtag Biz Tip Friday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast, where I love to give you actual, actionable tactics and strategies that you can deploy right now in order to grow your business, make more money, more leads, more sales, reach more people in 2020 and beyond. And chances are, if you're one of my listeners, you're an influencer in your personal brand that you already know that getting on stages is going to be a fantastic way of reaching new audiences establishing credibility and selling more of your stuff at higher prices, right? That may just be one of your goals in 2020 is to get on a stage. It might also be your goal to close or sell from stage. And if that's the case, then today's episode is for you. One of my good friends who is an absolute ninja wizard. I mean, his stage presence is incredible. His storytelling off the chain hizzle and the advice, the strategies, the tips and tricks that he shares on how to rock the stage, how to close from stage, and how to do it without the sleaze is unfreaking believable. This is an encore episode from last year. I'm bringing Colin Boyd back to you this year because there's some great content here that you can't miss. Even if you've heard it, it's time to hear it again. So without further ado, let's play that interview with the sales stage maestro himself, Mr. Colin Boyd. All right, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Biz Tip Friday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. Hashtag Biz Tip Friday. This is where I like to come in and share something with you that is tactical and actionable in your business. Like you can go and do what I say and tell you to do and then it goes like makes you money in your business and you grow and everyone's happy and you go help more people and uh, happily ever after. That's what we're gonna talk about today. Sounds awesome, right? That I'm excited. Right? <laughs> So I have my special returning guest three times now coming back in. This is the week of the Boyd. Mr. Colin Boyd's here back in the studio. We're going to keep this one nice, short, and sweet because he's helped me a tremendous amount when it comes to selling and presenting, speaking on stage, how to be selly without sleazy, (laughs) how to be selly Selly. Selly without salesy. (laughs) Uh, is really the how to game. sell without being sleazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's um, the one. Listen, from the guy who's a big introvert, I told you the story mm. about my dad. Yeah, was, tell me about your experience. Um, I was freaking out to, that my dad goes, you know, hey, that'll be you one day speaking on stage. Not even selling from stage, just the idea of being on stage. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you know studies of like the, it's the number next to death, like the fear of public speaking, right? Well, then there's fear of public speaking where you have to sell. Yes. That's like a whole other thing, right? The fact of the matter is, is that... I think when you have those opportunities to sell from stage, it's easier to sell. You you perform better, mm. uh, you can convert better, mm. and you can close higher ticket offers and packages, right? Yeah. Well, I think selling one-on-one is keeping your business small. 
Mm, And so, selling on a stage and let's define a stage because a stage, like for me, there's three levels. The mecca is the live stage. That would be like, you know, your BBD, that live, you know, for me, my Self and Stage Academy live, like whatever it is, the live event, that is the sell, that's the mecca. The next level webinars, right? Super easy to run and do. The next level down, live videos. So, for me, they're all stages. Any leverage communication platform where you're communicating with your audience, adding value and then potentially making an offer, that's a stage yeah we're gonna get into your whole uh framework and journey, yeah, journey. Which i love in just a moment but yeah i remember you called me once because you had a question about something and we got to chatting and then and then you were like hey so what are you doing i'm like well i'm speaking tomorrow at this event in austin and i'm totally in my head about it it was only like 60 70 people there and for some reason i was just in my head about it i'm like something's not landing for me i feel like it's not the presentation isn't coming together right and you shared either two or three things it was about what to start opening this presentation with and how to end it. Mm. And those have stuck with me ever since. And that was like two years ago. I still use that. So it was really cool. So hopefully we'll get to reveal those for people who stay to the end of this episode. But why don't we just get right into this Let's do it. right now. Yeah. So you're referring to what I call the, the speak and sell journey. So essentially there are stages that people go on and it, it depends on their mastery level, depends on their focus when it comes to speaking and selling on a stage. And and once again, stages can be multiple online, offline, but these are essentially the, the six levels that you're going to go through. So the first level that you're going to experience when it comes to coming into any sort of presentation is, is the self level. The self level is where your focus is on yourself. Now, when your focus is on yourself, James, like if you remember back in the day, maybe even that presentation or some other presentation, if you're asking a question like, what will they think of me? Or will they like me? Will I be credible enough? Will what I say come across as being smart? What's the feeling you're going to experience? Yeah, that you're always going to come short of that. Yes. The answer is going to be no. And another one I think people ask is like, will I get a standing ovation? Will they applaud? Like even all the goods, like will they throw like roses at me on the stage? You know, like, roses, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother level. And so it's essentially, it's, it's fear, yeah. right? Fear is going to come. When you focus on yourself, you're going to come into fear. I, know, I remember for me, I was a uh, 14-year-old boy. I was in Catholic school because I had a private school. This was in Australia when we lived in Australia. I was in religious class and it came up to me and I was reading a passage from the Bible and all the boys were reading. It came down to me. I'm sitting there with my little cub hat on, high socks, my little wooden desk and I start reading and I started stuttering. And I remember this like moment where my whole world just shrunk and I felt this such a visceral, intense experience of I can't read in front of people. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. I mustn't be good at communicating. Mm. And I remember that one experience, it was probably 10 years later that I actually dealt with that experience. And I know for me, you know, a lot of the time when I'm teaching people speaking, when I'm telling that story, even your listeners right now, they're probably even thinking about experience that they had, where they had an emotional experience, a heightened emotional experience, and that's still affecting them when they come to a place, even if they're doing their Facebook lives or their webinars or whatever, it's kind of bringing up something because it's about the emotional intensity of the experience, not about the logical kind ofness of the experience. And so for me, I had to like reframe my focus because I was focused on myself and I didn't have any of these tools that we're learning today. But for me, I was completely focused on myself. And then that focus on myself made me go small and you have to be a bigger version of yourself when you're on a stage. Made me go small. I felt fear. And I don't know, about you. have you ever seen a speaker when they're really afraid, like they're really nervous? How do you feel for them as an audience member? Oh, you get nervous. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my goodness. So, so the the impact of this level is concern. So yeah. you feel like a concern. They'll get uncomfortable in the audience. They'll yeah. feel awkward. Completely. Completely. And so that's the first level, the the self level, right? The second level is where people start to like they start to get over themselves a little bit and they start trusting their intuition. Now we talk about intuition a lot on the podcast and you know, and you talk about it and so forth. And, and I, so I'm not talking about intuition as in following your heart on your business and stuff like that. I'm talking about, it's like, were you, it's what I call untrained intuition. And so that is where you've got to a point where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to get up there. I'm just going to run my webinar. I'm just going to do my presentation. Whatever comes out, comes out. I'm just going to trust myself. I'm going to back myself. Now, you may have seen this in like a 21st speech or a best man speech where they get up there and it's like going okay for the first like 30 seconds maybe. And then something said that, that can never be taken back again. <laughs> Yes, definitely that. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. And you watch the speaker, you watch the person speaking, they're confused, right? The audience is completely in a place of indecision because they're confused. And and so if you want to actually run a professional business, that is not how you go about it. Well, here's the other thing about business. this because the thing about business is that in business, we need to look at what is replicatable. Yes. And when you're just doing that process, that's like telling Ray Kroc, you know what, let's not have a process for making these cheeseburgers. Let's just have a cook go in the kitchen and do whatever he or she feels like. Yeah, just trust his intuition. <laughs> yeah, and something good will happen. But then, you know, we can't replicate it. We can't do it again. And look, you want to build upon what you're creating, not just always jumping into randomness every single time. So you can't really build on randomness. You kind of have to just start over with randomness. No. So that's why it's untrained intuition. And it's not. this is not about trusting your heart, trusting your spirit. What this is about is in a specific skill set, like speaking and communicating with an audience, there is a structure. There's a structure yeah. to magic. Yeah. And so when you learn the structure, then you add your own spirit, your own style, your own intuition in the yes. structure. Yeah. That's when you get magic happening. 100%. And so that's the second level, right? Mm -hmm. Can we go third? Yes. Third level is structure. And that's what a lot of people come to me for originally. It's like they want to learn what is the structure of how can I design my speeches, my presentations, my webinars in a way that really builds credibility with the audience, that moves someone to a sale if they're making an offer. And for me, what that's going to do, if I've got the right structure, I've got clarity. And so if you sit down and you're like mapping out your presentation and you're like, I know where this bit goes, I know where this story goes, I know where this metaphor goes, I know where this point goes, and you know the flow and structure of it, you've got clarity. Mm. And when you feel clarity, you actually feel a lot more confident. Yeah. And so that's, you know, in terms of structure, I can share the Please. generally the structure that I'm kind of looking at. First thing I want to do, because we're doing Business Tip Friday, is I want to touch people's hearts. And so whenever I'm doing a presentation or a live or whatever it is, I want to touch people's hearts. And so I want to share my ideas in a way that hits the emotional and psychological hot buttons of my audience. And so when I'm communicating that initial piece, that introduction and the opening, I want to get into their psyche so that they're instantly or within a couple of minutes going, this person gets me, this person I like, I'm, I'm building rapport with them and I'm feeling a real desire for what they're about to say. And so if you do your opening right, you've touched their hearts in a way that builds motivational momentum into the rest of your presentation or your webinar. 
That's really if good. you do it the right way. Yeah. So that's their opening. The second piece is you're going to be shifting their thinking or shifting their minds, I call it. Right. So shifting their minds is where you're producing content, you're sharing content that is either breaking limiting beliefs or shifting minds, or it's just teaching whatever you want to teach, right? Mm -hmm. So it's shifting their thinking. You're equipping their hands as well. Equipping their hands is like giving them some practicals, tacticals. And then finally, you're moving their feet. And moving their feet is how you do the offer. It's how you actually, you know, finish off the presentation and whether that be, it depends on what you're going for. Cause there's three current, there's three things you're going to, you're going to result with clients. And that's like a classic, what I call a sharp sell structure, sharp sell structure is you are going to finish with credit cards by clients. Yeah. The second one is clients details. So that's a soft sell structure. Soft sell structure, you're like presenting and you do an opt-in or something like that. And it's like the, just the simple next step. And then there's a no-sell structure. A no-sell structure is you get claps. Right. Right. So you either get you get clients, you get clients' details, or you get claps. And then you're you're measuring the, the claps. <laughs> you measure the you're like, whoa, whoa. It's a lot of decibels this time, right? <laughs> totally. You should change this from structure to the body of your presentation because I love that it's like hearts. What was it? It was hearts, minds, hands, feet. Yes, that's what it is. That's great. Yeah, touch people's hearts, shift people's minds, equip people's hands, move people's feet. I love it. That's it. The body of your presentation. Yeah. <laughs> well, the body's the shift thinking, shift minds, equip hands. The close. Yeah. The close is the is the move people's feet. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh no no yeah, yeah no this yeah. all makes I love it. Yeah. I, I love that every single one is like actually a physical part of the body. Let's start with their heart. Oh, you're Let's saying a physical their- body. Yes, right. think about okay. that. Because I'm thinking the body for me is the content piece I know, it's, of it's the a double entendre. It's, oh. it's, you call it the body of your presentation. Right. Is gonna, Would you say double entendre? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of well, that. Well, Google it. You it's know. like a metaphor learn, and a metaphor. Learn something, it'll move your feet. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it, while it touches your heart. Come on, Ski. Touch your heart, shift their minds, hands. What was equip, it? Equip. equip the hands yeah. and move the move feet. The I think that's a beautiful analogy. I really do. I really get mm, that. Love that. It's well, it like, connects. It does connect well with the body. Absolutely. It does. No, absolutely. Okay, great. Let's move on to number four. So that's structure, right? You're going to get credibility at that level. When you understand structure, especially mm, on a deep level. Yes. The The next level is the craft. You know what? But before we move on, yeah. actually, because this is really interesting. You know, there's the book, A Man with a Thousand Faces. Yes. Alan Watson, like the, the hero's journey. Yes. And apparently, like... Hollywood was able to create actual software, you know, that mimics most screenplays follow that structure of the the hero's journey. And there was actually software that was created apparently where they could put a screenplay through the software and it would predict how well it was going to do in wow. the bo- box office based on how well it followed that structure. Wow. And so I can really see where having that structure, like when when movies don't follow that structure, people feel off. Absolutely. They go, something wasn't resolved, something's missing and yeah. I can't quite put my finger yeah, that's on That's why it. indie films don't go big time. Yeah. Because they're not following the arc. Because they don't want to follow that. Story exactly. Yeah. And consider that with this level three, with the, with the structure, structure yeah. is that people will start to be like, wait, I feel like I'm missing, something's off in this presentation. Mm. Yeah. Well, you, you won't be able to move through the logical flow as well. And because it, it is a flow that an ex- whole experience that people move through, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that's yeah, that's the third level, right? The the fourth level is craft, is stagecraft, and so that is the finesse, that's the magic, the art, that is how you ask questions, that's your tone, that's your pausing, yeah, that's your the speed at which you you talk, that is how you move your body, your arms. I'm moving my arms and body right now. That is how you tell stories. 
So that's like in injecting your signature stories. That's how you tell metaphors. So it's all of the finessing. Now, when you do that well, what's going to happen is you'll feel confident. So not only do you have a structure to follow that you understand and works and is proven, but you've got the next level is the when you get on the mecca, on the big stages, and you start heading towards that if you want to be a market leader and you start speaking on stages, you learn this craft and you feel confident. You're like, I can handle an audience now. I can handle a live audience or it could be a webinar audience. And so for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's all of the, it's how you move around on a stage. Like there's classic examples of, you know, when a politician talks and he'll go and he'll stand on one side of the stage and he'll anchor a negative emotion about, he'll talk about like someone killing dolphins or something like that, right? Some issue or something like that. Then he'll go on the other side and he'll talk about his policies and what he's doing. Then he'll go on the other side where he talked about the killing dolphins because everyone loves dolphins. And he talked about his opponent. And he talks about his oh, opponent. Oh, the sneaky SOV. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. this comes back to NLP, like Neuro Linguistic yeah. Programming. <laughs> Could even say that word then. Yeah. But basically, it's like anchoring, right? Yeah. And you do stage anchoring. And so, the, you know, like that's an example of how to utilize the stage on on a mastery level when you're communicating. Another thing I heard about this is how their politicians are trained to speak in small chunks, as little as three to four words at a time, mm. which is to go down to the, they say to go down to the smallest level at which people can process chunks of words, groupings of words. Where like, sometimes I can say a lot of words in a single sentence without even taking a breath. Mm. And that's one chunk. Yes. But then you go watch a, politician and the guy who i learned this from like demonstrated george w bush and it was like i'm here today <laughs> yes to share with you how important it is and then you're like get on with it right yeah but when people when it's too much information they can't process more than three or four words in a chunk you lose them yeah is- and you and also on that the bigger the audience the slower you have to be mm. and so if i'm on a bigger stage that's like a, i've never heard you say that. that's a really fascinating yeah the slower you move the slower you talk and the bigger your movements and so if i'm in front of an audience of 10 people running a small intensive workshop i can talk fast i can move fast they don't have to do big movements if i'm in an audience of 10,000, 5,000 people I'm moving slow, like big movements, big arm movements. I'm doing lots of pausing because there's this vibration that a big audience has that a little audience doesn't. And you have to wait for that. It's like the cooey and then cooey. And then you hear it in the background. It takes a while to come back to you. What was that noise? What was that? Cooey. Do you know cooey? No. What is that? <laughs> Maybe it's an Australian thing. I've never heard that. So you say when, when you're in like a big valley and you say cooey. Oh, we just, just say goes, echo. Echo, echo, is that the American version? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Echo. Oh, interesting. Okay, this is really fascinating too because weird thoughts that pop into my brain is like, remember like cartoons when like there's like giants and the giant always moves really slowly. Mm. Do you ever notice that? Like their footsteps are they do. really slow, right? Yeah. I feel like it's like the same thing. This bigger audience, it's this slower moving energy. I That's a really... That's a brand spanking new tip for me. I've never yeah. even considered that. Well, I think you should like have variety in your movement. Sure. However, slow movements represent certainty and authority. Right. And so when you step on your stage and you don't start talking fast and try to fill the air, yeah. they feel comfortable that you feel comfortable. Right. And when you get up on stage, it's like one little, one little tip. You could stand up on stage. And you can stand there and just look at the audience. You do that, actually. I've seen you at your do I do that? You just stand there and just look at the just look at their eyes. Yeah. Like look into their eyes and go, I can see you. I'm usually going, Sh- what should I say right now? 
no idea what to say. Right, yeah. So yeah, what yeah. would Colin do? What would Colin? <laughs> but it's like you're really present with the audience, mm, yeah. and when you do that, people feel comfortable. And it, sh- it shows that you're in control because one of the tips that I, I usually do, I tell people right at the start of their presentation, like this is a craft tip, is that you've got to demand rapport from your audience. And I think that was one of the tips that I gave you in our conversation, which was right at the start, I, one of the things I usually say, I'll come up to the audience and I'll say, hello. And mm-hmm. three or four people say, usually like a weird person says hello because they're like the one person who says like, no one says anything, right? Yeah. And then I always say, hello. And I say it again, because, and then everyone goes, hello. The reason why I said it twice is because I am not going to let them off the hook from responding for me right from the start. Right. And so from the whole way through, from the second I step on stage, I am respectful, but I'm also very commanding. And so I like, I mean business, but I'm also happy and fun, but I mean business. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm asking you to respond, I want you to respond. When I'm asking you to turn to the person next to you, I'm not going to let you off the hook and not turn to the person next to you. You have to do that. And this results in the offer. You come to the offer, if you haven't done this throughout your presentation, you're going to have lower conversion rates. Right. I love that. That's really good. And that, yes, that was one of the things that you shared. And we'll get to the other thing you shared in a moment, but let's look at numero cinco. So that is audience. So this is like a total shift, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where masters shift to. They realize that their presentation literally has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with your audience. And if you view it from this point, you build your audience completely differently. I was doing some coaching ages ago with an executive who was doing some speaking and she was presenting a case study and she was presenting all the ideas of what she was doing. And I said, what's what's this presentation about? And she said, oh, it's about the case study. And I said, no, it's not. And she was like, what do you mean? It's about my case study. And I was like, no, it's got nothing to do with your case study. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, it's it's about your audience. That's what it's about. And she was like, she finally got it. And she wrote, this is about my audience on her like Word document at the top. But she she wrote her presentation completely differently. Mm-hmm. And the response that she got from the conference she spoke at, she said, honestly, like she had a line of people asking her questions where everyone else, no one wanted to talk to them. And because she awesome. built a presentation for the audience. It's like when you're doing a speech or a webinar or something like that, your webinar has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with your audience. When your focus is on your audience, this is what happens. You feel empathy with your audience, which is the core of of marketing, right? Empathy with your audience. Yeah. And then the result is they'll feel connected. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, James gets me. Colin gets me. And like, you know, there's a resonance that happens. What, what are some of the things that you're doing that you know that you're making the content about them. Yeah, so for me, I, I do this thing, what I call the audience psychology map. Audience psychology map basically looks at what are the driving forces of human beings, which is pain and pleasure, and what are the other things, the internal or external areas. So I'm asking this question of what are the external pains that they're experiencing and what are the internal pains that they're experiencing? What are the internal pleasures that they want from the topic I'm talking about? And what are the external pleasures, external internal, you get it, right? External internal pain and pleasure. And so for me, I'm digging deep into this idea of what are the psychological hot buttons for that? And there's a specific flow that you move through to you always enter through pain. Because if you enter through pleasure when you're starting your presentation, people will be resistant. So, you know, if I said something like, who here wants to have a successful launch? And it's like, yeah, well, we're going to learn about successful launch. And then it's like, yeah, that's cool. But if I said, 
Who here has ever felt really frustrated with a launch before? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, I can fully get that. So what you're creating is a void in them to fill with the pleasure. That's really good. I love that. That's so good. That's so cool. Okay, I'm going to share the tactic that you gave and then you can mm. say it in the way that will sound better than when I say it. But the Kill. second one you did was how to end. How to end your presentation, which was to future pace your audience with the information. And like you said, last step is get them moving their feet and to start talking about what they'll now be doing with this information that whatever your topic was about out in the future and how they'll look back at this moment, the moment they decided to, you know, commit and, and change, you know, Mm. if you're talking about changing, shifting their minds, let's get them into action to move forward and see that future with their mind, Mm. having been completely shifted and new actions, new behaviors. And I now try and do that as much as I can, Mm. you know, say something like, as you leave at the end of this event, right? And you go back home and you're getting back into your normal routine and you recall some of the things that you took notes on here and you see yourself taking new, you know, it's beautiful and it's so Mm -hmm. simple, you know? And it's just like, I think people, I think it's part of our responsibility to help facilitate people painting a better future for themselves. Yeah, and um, that's what they head towards. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, you, you shared something like that to me. I was like, cool, that's awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> it went over really well. So Yeah. And it just it ties a bow in it your does. presentation. Mm-hmm. So at the end, and people feel good. And yeah, and, and if you tie it into like gratitude and being grateful for the experience that they had and the results that they've given. And, and they like, for example, three months from now, and they've, they've been doing that, like the, mm-hmm. that thing you were saying, and, and they've made all this contribution, but they realize it was so much more than that. It was about becoming the person that they truly wanted to be. Yes. And it's like you tie it back into something deep. And resonating with them, people just love that, love right? And, so good. and they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> standing over <laughs> standing going. <laughs> totally. Uh, well, this has been amazing. I know you've also got a gift for our listeners. There's another level. There's what one more level. Oh my There's gosh, six. it's six. It's six levels. We're going to another level today, is, James. Okay, this is my bad because I screwed up both episodes. <laughs> Dude, that's right. It's we fine. did two episodes and we did the, I said the six beliefs, there's yeah. five. And then I'm doing the five <laughs> steps of the journey. Yeah, you got them mixed up. Six. That's okay, fine. great. In a moment, Colin is going to share his free gift with you. So stay tuned for that because he's got something Ooh, special. Yeah. What's number six? So uh, number six, the top level is purpose. And that is when you realize your presentation is bigger than your audience even. What it's about is tapping into the greater purpose on the planet. And what I mean by that is like you look at some of the greatest speeches of all time, like Martin Luther King, I have a dream. When he says, I have a dream, he's painting this picture of purpose that everyone can buy into. It's not even about making a crafting a message for the audience. What it was about was a declaration of purpose. And when you can tap into that, your connection with your audience, your leadership in the market, your sales just go to a whole nother level because you actually let go of all the ego stuff and trying to please people. You tap into a huge sense of conviction and purpose and people that buy into that and conviction converts. I love that. Yeah. And so, yeah, you tap into that purpose and what will happen is that when you feel that real sense of purpose, you'll feel conviction. The audience will be completely influenced by you Mm -hmm. and and they'll be ready to get on board with whatever you have. So, I'll review the six levels so that everyone's clear. The bottom level is self. Focus on yourself. The second level is untrained intuition. The third level is you learning structure and process. The fourth level is craft. And this is like the engagement piece. The fifth level is audience where you're designing your stuff for your audience. And the sixth level, because there's six, 
is purpose. <laughs> is purpose. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, there are six. Look at that. <laughs> and to bring that full circle, I have to imagine that part of your purpose came out of the experience you had when you were a little wee lad hmm. and you had that experience of stuttering while reading. Yes. And you started to tell your story. That yes. you're not a good communicator. And now here you are teaching and influence people how to be great communicators. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, your story is one of the keys to truly selling what you have to sell mm -hmm. because your story is not about you. Your story is when you tell a story correctly, the listener is not even listening to your story. Right. They're, they're listening to their own story. And that's the power of it. And so that story is like just one of about seven signature stories that I share. And there's a specific structure that you go through that your audience will buy into. Because when you, when you share a story, what happens is people go unconscious. There's this something, mm -hmm. there's this little child in us that we open up our conscious blockers and yeah. we kind of, we go, okay, I'm opening the gate. You can talk to me now on an unconscious level. Right. So when you share a story, I even think about, you know, my daughter who's four and I tell her a story. She just, she just listens. Like mm -hmm. she's just in awe, right? And we all have that little part in us. And so when you tell a story, people go unconscious. They don't listen to your story. They listen to, to their story. And the best thing is the stories transfer beliefs. Yes. And if you want someone to say yes to your program or your offer or even your idea, they have to say yes to a certain belief. And so when you find signature stories that align with the type of belief that they have to have to say yes to your offer, that's when you start making significant growth in your business and your communication, your presentation. So that is what I call the, the um, stories that sell guide or framework. Yeah. And but real quick, I want to reiterate for everyone listening that Colin doesn't mean people will go unconscious, like pass out, yeah. knocked out. It's that it will bypass our small little thinking conscious brain, which is just a small percentage. Some people say it's like less than 1% of our entire thinking brain. It's an, you know, is the unconscious mind. So you're saying it with well, the stories allow you to bypass the conscious right into the, into unconscious. the unconscious yeah. or the subconscious. Yes. yes. Correct. Awesome. Okay. And you have a guide that's going to help us. Do so, that. yeah. Cause I had a client the other day come to me and said, Colin, you know, I, I don't know what my signature story is. Like how do, how do I find my signature story? Yeah. And I want to tell it. And I was like, well, I, I could just, I could teach you it right now, or I could create something that you can go through a process and actually discover it and know how to share it and sell it. Awesome. And so I built this guide. I'm actually really proud of it. Like it's killer. It's called the Sell With Story Guide. So uh, it's I bought the vanity URL. So sellwithstoryguide.com. .com. And we'll link that up for you guys as well. Yeah. So that is where it goes through. I go through the three core elements and it wasn't what I shared just then. There's actually three core elements you have to have in your signature story to make it sell. And then there's also some really cool like Facebook Lives tactics and practice for using your story in Facebook Lives and so Very forth, cool. like step by steps. So yeah. And this is absolutely free. It's a gift for our listeners. So the URL once again. Sellwithstoryguide.com. Perfect. Again, we'll link that up in the show notes. This has been awesome. The six steps on the sell from stage, speak and sell journey. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. With some cool tactics and takeaways and tips and things we can do to create a better experience mm. for our audience and our listeners. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up, Colin? Final thoughts, oh, it was about the listeners last time. For me, I want to acknowledge you, James, oh, for please. being a person who continues to show up for this audience. Mm. And for me personally, you've been such a, an incredible mentor and influence in my life and the level of self-integrity that you bring to your life is inspiring. So thank you for being you.
Thank you. I really appreciate that. I received that. <laughs> yeah, I made it. Yeah, no, thank you. Well, it's been fantastic to have you on two episodes. Colin Boyd week here on the podcast. Yeah, so it is. This is great. So thank you. Same thank pleasure. you for making the time and, and sharing so freely with our audience. Yeah. I know they're going to love it. So what is your Instagram? Is it at Colin Boyd? At Colin Boyd with one L. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed and beyond enjoyed, because he's not just here to entertain, but if he has inspired or provided value to your life or your business in some way, please let Colin know because I know I attract people with a big heart. Colin's got a big heart and we love to know. We love to get that feedback when we're making a difference in somebody's life. So let him know. And do, you do him probably a pretty big favor for that. So thank you, Colin. I appreciate it. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Biz Tip Friday. We'll see y'all next Monday here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.